let's get ready to throw down. Welcome to Sales Throwdown, everybody. Uh, we are here today to talk about sales processes versus sales methodology and what that looks like in the real world. Um, but before we get started. Hey, I got to interrupt you for just a second. All right. You use the word process. Mm-hmm. And sorry, guys, I sort of had one of those days where it seemed like everybody was annoying and in my way. And part of that really, uh, you know, apropos for what you're talking about, I'd love to stand 100 people up and ask them five fucking questions, right? And just show the world with a video camera how fucking crazy some of this shit is, right? I love this. And and how, because if I ask you a question, there's a process to answer, right? Yeah. There's there's an algorithm that you run through your head, right? And most people have no start, no stop, no end game, no beginning. And no goals. Yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead from there. We'll figure it out. Well, Nan had something. I was just going to ask him to describe shit. Like, I wasn't sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you called me to the carpet. Shit means. Um, uh, all right, so. So let's get back on track. Uh, I love this idea. And whenever I'll hold the camera, whenever you want to go do this, um, man, we're going to do it. I'll ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so sales process versus sales methodology, right? Um, they're not the same thing. And it's important to think about this because they're two, they're two different things, right? There's a ton of different sales methodologies out there, right? You know, things like challenger sale and spin selling and customer centric sales and Sandler and, you know, uh, neat. And there's, half a million of them but that's great that gives you a framework to go sell what happens after that is on you as the salesperson right and i'm a process guy in general right i love processes but the cool thing about what we're all doing here is we all have a process we all have things we've got to cover and they're a little bit different we all have objections that we're going to have to deal with and how do we deal with that how do we deal with people wasting our time and trying to get our information for free and how do we move the conversation forward so that's what we're here to talk about today because if you don't have a process Every sales conversation you have with a prospect is a unique individual event, and it leaves it open to miss stuff, not know that you're getting taken advantage of, not know that you're wasting your time or anything else. And so we're here today to talk about this idea because we're in drastically different, drastically different industries, but we all have a process of how we get that prospect from a lead to them paying us. And it's different. So... We talked about the grocery store before, right? Mm -hmm. So if they hadn't heard that, go back to that episode. There's a methodology to most of the things that we do. Or there isn't. And if there isn't, God, you suck, right? In in most cases. Yeah. In in medicine, there's an algorithm to to just about everything. Now, not that you have in, in, I'm stumbling. What that helps with, you don't have to get out of the zone. It limits the options because you're right here and you follow a path that takes you to the end and then you have the win. Absolutely. Right? Well, pilots, right? They Before they fly away and, and take off, they've got a checklist. And the guy who implemented that checklist, there was an immediate drop in casualties and wrecks and deaths, right? Just by having a checklist. So if Let- you're not taking that into your conversations... You're leaving so much value and opportunity on the ground. And let me add to this. So a jet takes off from New York going to London, right, Mm -hmm. to Heathrow. 
the checklist starts at the beginning, but halfway through, they're checking to make sure they're where they should be, right? Absolutely. And so you don't just put it on autopilot and end up in Heathrow, right? You got crosswinds, you got events that occur, you got some stalling. The, um, you know, the end game is how do I get to my destination? And so many people want, think they deserve, expect more. But their their process isn't there. How did they get there? This, yeah. this whole wish and hope and, you know, go buy a lottery ticket at that point because you're doing about the same thing. So yesterday opinion. I was talking to a um, pilot and he was talking about how he, you know, just his whole process. So a few minutes ago, you were you mentioned the grocery store. We all go to we, we don't all fly a plane, but we do all go to the grocery store. And do you go to the and so often it's frustrating. You'll go to the grocery store and you'll see people just like and not to say that the people that are wandering around the grocery just haphazardly, they have no idea what they're even you know, they don't have a plan. You know, it's okay, but you've got to have a plan. So that's what you're saying. I, I I think to identify everybody, no matter if you're going to the grocery or you're doing your job, you're raising your family, whatever, you need to have an idea of what your next step is. Have steps. For sure. So I'm going to interject a little bit and say that everybody has a process. You may not know that you have a process, right? It may not be an efficient one, but if you are a traditional salesperson and you think that taking somebody out to a baseball game and that's the way you win them over so that they buy from you. That's a process. It's not an efficient one. Correct. Yeah. Most people don't even know that they have one. What we're implementing in our own lives and our own sales is a process to make whatever we're doing more efficient. And you build on that. You fail. You succeed. Yeah. You take your successes. You write that down. You take your failures. You write that down. And you take all those things and you build on a process. So let me take that one step further. Like we talked about leaving New York, going to Heathrow, there are inflection points. So there's the meeting the gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. How did that go? And you have these inflection points and then you grade yourself or you check to make sure that you got everything covered. I mean, right? hopefully, right? I mean, well, but, but think about how many people. Okay, so. To, to your earlier point, there there is a subsection of people that are following a process and not even realize, you know, that they're doing it because they're just autopiloting. And those people, I mean, God help them, right? But you probably have enough ego that you don't care, right? You, you well, get to know. Some people are going to be okay with that. They're going to succeed. Yeah. Right? But if Hopefully, you're not where, right? oh, well, they're these prodigies, right? Mm -hmm. they, they can't figure out what they said two seconds ago, but they still get it done. Mm -hmm. That's that, you know, that outlier. Yeah. But the vast majority of us have to have something that tells us, are we going the right direction or are we going the wrong direction? Exactly. And that's why the the D with the I is so valued as a salesperson, right? Because the D is going to be so task-driven and you don't really care what people think that you're just going to keep hammering calls and, and eventually you're going to see, see success because you're just consistent, right? That, that doesn't work for me as a C, right? I need a process, right? And that's why... I like martial arts, right? It is a process for fighting, right? And that I try to process everything because then that means I don't have to, I don't have to recreate the wheel each time I want to go do these things, right? I have the same breakfast pretty much every morning that I'm home. Boring. Right? I know it is boring, but you know what? It's one less decision I have to make. How's so, making love with you? Amazing. <laughs> about like about like eating his breakfast. Do you give a manual before you like go into the program? <laughs> so here are my expectations. No. <laughs> what are yours? Uh, but the 
the other side of that is that some people just get there just by pure consistency, right? You you don't realize that you're getting improvement, right? And you could shortcut that learning curve, right? We're talking about how most people go out and they hire a salesperson. And it's like, you either get it or you don't, you sink or swim. And if you don't make it, we'll, you know, screw we'll off. We'll find another one. Exactly. We'll, we'll bring someone else in. Mm-hmm. And it's not great for anybody involved, but it's just how everybody does it, unfortunately. But for me, the minute I realized oh, I can just run a process. I can just run my game as long as I figure out what that game is and what I need to cover. My life as a salesperson changed completely. Often I think there are, there, there are people out there right now listening and the process they think is, you're going to bring in lunch. How many offices? <laughs> you know, it's like, that is not a process. That's mm-hmm. You think you're wooing the person. All you're doing is feeding the office. You're not wooing them. That, that is not well, a process. That is not something I think we're talking about. And I was going to throw in as well that even if you have a process, you're still going to get no's. But if your process allows you to see that no coming and get to it quickly, Mm -hmm. then you move on. It's a numbers game, guys. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's going to buy from you. And I know you guys have heard that before. But in your process, when you start to see a no, go for it. Get that no and get Mm -hmm. them gone. Get your ass out of that office and into another one. Yeah. And then start to recognize where you're gaining ground, traction, interest, and working towards a yes. Absolutely. There's there's, there's a there's a word, keyword in there that that really resonates with me as a high D is is efficiency. All a process is to me is to gain efficiency of why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and how to do it the easiest way, least path of resistance, and do it as many times as I can and refine it along the way. So even though I'm going to get a few no's. What I don't have in my process is a hundred no's. I may have four or five no's, let's say out of 10, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But what I don't have is a hundred no's out of, let's say, you know, 110 prospects. Each defeat sharpens you. So it's, it's okay to get a no. It's actually advantageous to get a no. But only if you're only if you can stamp down your ego enough and look for that period of refinement. But Clint just looked. So, Clint, what, what went through your mind when Nan said it's okay to get all those no's? Well, it is, okay, it is okay to get a no. I agree with you, Nan, on that. But those no's. That would be Nanette to you, <clears throat> sir. <laughs> Miss Nanette. It is okay to get a no. What I, what I like to do in my process is that when I get a no, that's a uh, that's a very small percentage of of the people i'm dealing with they're usually afraid to say no to you (laughs) well that's their problem not mine (laughs) uh no you know so if i deal with 10 people on a regular basis and i let's just say i'm shooting for 10 people and i get one or two no's out of the out of that i expect that what i don't expect is nine or nine or ten no's right because that would mean my process is weak yeah absolutely um if if i get one or two no's that tells me my process is strong Okay, so if you're hit, we go back to hit ratios all the time. Hit ratios for me, if you're not in the 50% plus range, you you have improvement to do. Okay, but that may be just your industry specific, right? Because I know there are industries out there well, that they run through a lot of no's to get a yes. And that yes means a lot look, to them. I think, I think that, it depends. I think that's a cop out. I, I, I kind of agree with you, honestly. Now, so, what if I'm in phone sales, right? Well, <laughs> but, but here's the deal, right? If you look at... Um, some of the best performing sales teams in the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's things like Salesforce and HubSpot and these like tech companies because they are so data driven and they they were kind of the leaders in making 
uh, marketing strategies. Well, well, really just taking this thing of sales and taking it outside of the realm of, I feel like I'm pretty good when I close everybody that I sit across from, which is, you know, nonsense. And they started to add data to it. And so then what they said is like, everyone's got to cover the same information. Everyone needs to be talking about A, B, and C, and D on the first call. Sure. And then second call is E, F, G, or, or whatever it is. And so then what happens is when you have enough data, you can then look for correlations and look for like periods sure. of improvement. Yeah. And what happens is you have to have enough, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? process right for lack of a better term to to go through that work because otherwise you're just this guy who who puts it all on the prospect uh well, screw that prospect well, let me ask you a question though yeah how many people because how many of you guys do an analytical analysis of every sales call that you do every time okay i was guessing that. yeah imagine I mean, that i mean you, you know do you think you know i do that yes absolutely not do you think i'm fairly successful of course you are okay I have a process. I just don't have any data. Hold Absolutely. On, hold on, though. The analytical data between oh my you bank two. account. Sorry, I do have data. That's what. I, <laughs> but gr great insight. It is a great insight. Yeah, great that insight. Is, I agree. Because That's very good. Because we talk about a lot. Success in sales is measured by exactly that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. I will say that you and Bill Gates just laughed <laughs> when I said money. Sorry, just giving that disclaimer. <laughs> but but Al, I love you, Bill. I think I think that we would um, we would complement each other on this. That in our heads we have data, right? We don't write it down. We don't put it in a spreadsheet. We may not put it in a CRM management tool. In our heads, we know what works. We know what doesn't. We can do that. For John, very. You know, I'll say analytical. We say that a lot, but you you write that down. You need record. You need data retention. You need all these oh. things to go back on on the history side of it. Well, so, Wait, but everybody does that. It I, just may be in your head or on paper. Well, here's the deal. I think that if you don't write it down, and it, and if you don't have it a way, doesn't exist. <laughs> well, I don't know that I'd go that far. But if you don't write it down or have it actually someplace else other than your head. It morphs, it changes, right? Because here's the deal. This is what I do in my business is I help people create these sales processes for themselves and then I map that to a CRM so that way it makes sense. But every person I sit down with, at least initially, is like, oh, I close everyone that I sit down across from. Oh, and it's like, oh, like oh, really? Really? I liar, liar, you know? pants on we need fire. That on paper yeah, congratulations on having a free product yeah. and I still yeah. don't believe you. I, I yeah. agree with them. Yeah. What do you close everyone you sit no, down from? No, um, no, that's a falsity. You got to get it out of your head, and you got to give it to someone who is going to do that work, right? Because if you, it's easy to tell yourself whatever you want. Like, look at uh, it's not that far from debt, right? Like, like personal debt. I mean, everyone has got a little bit of debt, and so you have these people, and they're underwater, and they have no idea even how much money they owe because it's so much easier to to just say bury your head. It's your fine. Head. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm making the payment. Absolutely. So yeah. if you are not being we said um, that like we know this. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was bad. We're old. We're if geriatrics. Not, if you're not tracking things, right? If you're not actually measuring, it's open to interpretation, right? And that's that's a problem at well, scale. Well, tracking tracking itself is a process. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. that that let's go back to the basics of what a process is for your sales cycle. Mm -hmm. For people listening out there that maybe have no idea what we're even talking about. Because that's a possibility, uh, myself included. I'll, I'll go back quite a few years and say that I had no process. And the process that I even had, let's say six months ago, is different than the process that I have today because it's growing. Mm -hmm. So recognizing strengths, weaknesses, 
is the beginning portion of a process. For sure. That's why we're here. Well, okay. So let me back up. So you said it's refining, and some some people out there may be thinking, "Well, oh my god, than growing." (laughs) Well, (laughs) that there's something wrong with that. But what happens is you run a thirty million dollar portfolio, right? And so as you get those projects up and running, you have more irons in the fire. So it has to evolve, right? So that you can do more, make more, and have a better living, right? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, what I've so success the, makes you change absolutely. predicated on the fact yeah. that you got to manage more change. crap. You got more mm-hmm. income. Well, as a matter, matter of fact, I had a conversation today um, with my with my boss about, OK, we did. We killed it this year. We're, we're per- planning for next year. We killed it this year. What are we going to do? We, we got big shoes to fill here, buddy. That's tough for me because now it's like, OK, I have a process that was meant to get us here. Now I don't have a process to grow. Yeah. Now that's another that's another cycle. That's another add on. And you cannot do that if you don't refine the one that you have. Mm-hmm. That's daily growth. You can do that daily, monthly, except quarterly. when you're that sales guy that has a service team behind them, right? That's not responsible because sure. you you know there's the oh, sales sure. process yeah, so where it's, it's, it's yeah different. I sold you now I, I dump you off yeah. or and I don't mean that in a bad way. There's just another group that does the rest sure. of the work. If that's how it's built, and that's and that's built. a great yeah. job to have if you have that. What I'm saying is a lot of times like you're in construction, so you have to see that project because I know you have to fly out and solve problems and do those kind of things we, in healthcare. We live in the same arena, right? Where once we take it on, now it's a service project. I sold yeah. it. Now I got to service it. And so there's there, there's different selling cycles. There's different selling processes mm-hmm. depending on what your product is and where you're going. But I guess the, the crux of what this is, is you have to be your own manager. You have to hold your, well, you, you roll your eyes. Why? Well, I was marinating. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Right. But like, you need to have someone that is holding you accountable. Right. Because it's really hard to, to hold, to hold accountable to yourself. Right. Because most people are terrible about goal setting. So if you're terrible about goal setting and terrible about planning, right. Because we're also not great at planning just like as a culture, then all of a sudden you're, Oh, things are great and I'm good. I think that's what we're trying to create here though, is creating the want to, to Mm -hmm. plan. Absolutely. I think, I think so it's really vital. Like? What do you mean? Accountability or planning or? The process. What is the? I think it's different for everybody, right? Because because here's the deal, right? In y'all's industry, which I which I've worked in, if you're not familiar with that, go back and listen to, to the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. You guys don't got to talk about money with the doctors. But money is time and resources. Absolutely. Right? Right? So there's still a budget process there. For sure. Right. You got to talk about, you know, one of the things, but. In most other instances, money's everything. Mine right? is. In, in his world, it's everything. I think it's easier. What, I really, you about? either have it or you don't. The grass you're is either lying greener. to me or you're not. Yeah. The grass is always greener. I disagree. I mean, I, I mean, we'll you're have low. to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to talk about money because as we've talked about, no one wakes up in the morning. They're like, you know what? I need to, I need to hire someone to come in and document a sales process and, and customize my CRM. So, okay. so if I don't, if I don't draw really good awareness around these gaps, potential gaps in your business, my budget conversation is going to be terrible. It's going to be really, really badly. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but let me rein this back on track. <laughs> I like this. It's never happened before. It doesn't. Um, so our topic today is process. Do you have one? What is it? Can you refine it? Is it buildable? Is it realistic? John, talk a little bit 
about your process, what you what you go through daily, why you have one, what is it? Thank you, Clint. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Um, for me, there's a couple of things that I got to talk about with like each one. Is first of all, I got to get past the ego, right? Like like, like salespeople are just inherently ego driven people, and you have to be right to show up in someone's office and say, you should pay me to do this thing that you shouldn't be doing or fire the guy you're currently working with and hire me to do this requires a little bit of ego. It's just the fact of the matter. So I got to get past that. I have to get sales leaders, sell or business owners and salespeople to admit to the fact that it could be better as a salesperson. And that's really, really difficult because if I don't get to that, nothing else, everything else is a non-starter, right? Like we're not going to get to have a good conversation. And I got to talk about money. And I have to do that. I got to figure out how you get to yes, right? You know, we talk about this, you know, covering for the things that you know could blow up later on, right? Because if you don't have a process, right? I Because I've had so many conversations, I know the typical questions that I should be asked. And if I know the typical questions that are going to be asked, I also understand the questions that are way out of left field. And then I can figure out, why are you asking me this question right now? Why is this important? Do you have an expectation we should talk about? Because if so, I'd love to hear it. Or... Are you trying to waste my time? So part of your biggest, uh, one of your biggest tools in in your process is digging for information. Well, yeah, but that's me generally, right? I I will ask questions until that's what he needs and, until the cows come home because yeah. it's kind of my middle name, right? John, ask a lot of questions. Hill. So so how does that work when you when you are trying your that process mm-hmm. against somebody that doesn't want to give you information? So you and I have, have had this conversation a couple of times, right? Because sure. we we have role-played some of these conversations, and that's kind of where this came from. Segway. Yeah. If you're not role-playing some of this stuff. You're failing. And yeah. everybody hates it. Everybody I, I, hates I have it. talked to, Nan, you're not a big fan of role-playing. I'm not right? either. I love it now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, look, I don't believe it look, with I, that tone. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm still uncomfortable with it. Oh. What I can, I'm still, to this day, I, I don't like it. What I will tell you is that if you... Role play for 20 minutes and you pick up 30 seconds of a nugget that might help you out. Agreed. Absolutely. That's great. Every minute that you spend in it. And it's not you talking to a mirror. It's you talking to somebody else that's lobbing a curveball or just answering correctly. Yeah. And and your big pet peeve about this, if I can put this out there, is that people don't make it realistic. They don't make it realistic. They either make it really, really hard or they give you all softballs. So so people people have a tendency to. For example, if I talk to a buddy of mine that I grew up with, I talk a certain way, right? And then I pick up a phone or or people pick up phones to make a sales call. They instantly change their tonality. Oh, they yeah. instantly change their way of speaking. They do all these things because traditional sales have taught us that we have to be this way. It's called you know, the phone yeah. voice, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's so, your day? How, oh, hey, how was your day today? Right? <laughs> so it's unnatural and it doesn't sound Boing. great. Yeah, sure. One eight hundred, Clint. Uh, I heard those were nine hundred numbers, not eight hundred numbers. Just heard that today. Numbers. Actually, I did. So nine hundred, not eight hundred. You know, you know. With with that saying, is that it's really hard to role play and be yourself because um, usually the person that you're role playing with is not in your industry or they're a different personality. But the point of it is, is don't worry about that. Right? Reps. Get rid of get rid of that. Worry about yourself and what is, uh, see their reaction, see their uh, body positioning, see their language, their matching and marrying, see all that stuff of what they're doing to you, because it doesn't matter what industry they're in or uh, how monotone you get or they get. What you're doing is, like John said, you're getting in reps. You're you're repeating things that so when you say it for real, it comes natural. 
right? You can't do that if you never practice. True. Here's what you really should do. That one click where they hung up on you, call them again. Oh, yeah. And again and again. We just got disconnected. Is everything okay? Yeah. Sorry, was there a problem here? It's great for your soul. Let them just (laughs) (laughs) absolutely, right? Because you're not getting it, right? Something you've you've written off. So go back and go back and go back till they threaten to sue you. What the guy has said, Dr. Daniel. Okay, so what I believe you're talking about is creating a habit. If you can't just naturally do something, it's like Doc is getting ready to do a marathon and he's talking about, well, I'm going to run this many miles for this long. And, you know, I re- I have some guy doing it for me. Are you really going to do a marathon? I've done some. This was I, okay. I know. Sorry. Oh. I'm trying to do it again. Topic, but I'm curious. I'm to do it. We'll talk off. Only if I can go. 310 or less so I can he's, go to he's training me to run it for him which is really good <laughs> but I'm in that's the only way it's probably going to happen but anyway oh so. bitches you're on <laughs> and not you not not specific to Nan that I just say great. that sometimes when I get called no, out has anyone ever called me that that's no, so rude sorry I have okay, so, your back I wasn't directed <laughs> at you now. so all I'm saying is I think what we're all talking about is you have to create a habit and doing the whole role play with someone to create that habit because you're not going to create a habit by just thinking, you know, I think I'm going to do this. You got to do it. There's got to be some action. It is not a fact of just thinking it in your head. You've got to role play. You've got to actually run the mile to get to the marathon. Dr. Well, it's, it's the martial arts and the military conversation, all, you know, or metaphor, right? Like in martial arts, you're supposed to be training something over and over and over and over again until it's, it's muscle memory and you can do it without thinking about it, Right. If you're saying something for the very first time in front of a prospect, you're wrong. No, not if you've thrown that as just going to the shooting range, right? That you're you're not really in combat or you're training. This is my training and this is my live episode. It's it it's your 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 way of so muscle memory, right? Mm-hmm. But right. neural pathways is what these are called. Sure. Right? So that you Actually evoke a real, response. Right? Yeah. And and we have that. It's already built into your system. You don't have to invent this. You were born with this. You have, if my hand touches a hot stove, I pull it off pretty damn quickly, right? Absolutely. And I don't really think about that. Mm-hmm. So that that's a, a shorter pathway than going to the, you know, the cortex. But what can happen is, you know how we all have automatic reactions that we that are kind of annoy us a little bit that mm-hmm. we automatically leash out that, that it's a trigger, right? Yeah. I get a trigger. You need a sales trigger that gives a response because you saw it coming or you felt it coming and it was a natural response to a particular situation. And you only get these things by repetition. I think we're saying the same thing. We are uh, in different and, ways. And I think we brought this up earlier in one of the other episodes, but I remember whenever I was training someone and they called called me and they were like, I don't, Love this I cannot, I cannot get out of the car. I cannot hear another no, another just degrading, you know, office person saying, you know, well, yeah, we don't need you. Like, please go. They didn't want to buy any Viagra. You know, and... I told you to never share this story with anybody else. (laughs) No, we don't want a hard erection. So all I'm saying is that person today, (laughs) after it takes 30 days, supposedly, to create a new habit. So let's say if that's true, you have to do it. You have to fail, maybe, 
maybe, maybe you won't fail if you're Clint, but you <laughs> go and you do it. Just keep doing it eventually, you know, and I, so I'm trying to meet the marathon man over here. And so I'm just getting out there and, you know, if I run 10 steps, I'm out of breath, but I'm like, all right, tomorrow I'll run 15. So my point being the girl that wouldn't get out of the car to go into the office to call on the, the doctor, I was like, just get out of the car, baby. Just get out of the car. And she did it. And now she's very successful say, because she kills it now. she's doing great because she created a good habit. And so that's, I feel like what we're talking about, you know, mm. the thing I always say to my kids is, you know, they'll call me with an issue and I'm like, well, it's an elephant, start eating it. And you can't eat that puppy in one meal. You're going to take one bite, chew it, swallow it, be done, and then move on. You know, you've got to each day create a good habit. So, so let's that's do, what we're talking about. Let's do a personality check, right? Clint is our D. If someone calls you and says, hey, I can't get out of the car and I can't take another no, what do you tell them? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. <laughs> get the fuck out of the car. Go. <laughs> Al? Go. <laughs> I'm going to have some sympathy for it because I, I feel I've felt that early on. My first question is, or not question. First thing is, I'm like, yes, you can. You can get out and you can take one more. They're not reaching off uh, across the counter. They're not slapping you. They're not physically assaulting you. You're a good person. You know, build build your confidence and go in expecting them to say no, wanting them to say no, yeah, so that when they say it, you're like. That's what I was hoping for. Thank you very much. I didn't know we were going to be insightful. Can I go back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, don't get sensitive now. I'm yeah. that guy, right? Quit stealing my thunder, Clint. The, yeah. the ice spot is already taken. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> go ahead. Move no, on to no, S. Exactly. Because he's like, well, I love that guy, uh, man. He's like, We already know how Nan would respond because she just told us, right? It's, it's love and yeah. nurture and you absolutely can. If you call me and you say, hey, I can't get out of the car. The answer is honestly, what do you what are you scared of? Like, like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? And I, and I do this with my daughter who's seven and she and she hates it all the time. She's like, You're gonna ask me what what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, that's the truth. Um, because that that's my thing, right? And Clint and I had a conversation the other day that because we're task driven, we look for the negative, right? And it was a very insightful conversation because I thought I was alone in this, right? But we were having this conversation and uh I look for the for the bad so that way I can improve it. And Clint kind of voice the same thing, right, Clint? Yeah. yeah, most people don't do that. Most people take their strengths and run with them, right? So most people look at all their successes and their past successes and they say, okay, this is what I'm good with. I'm good at this, so I need to dive into that. Doc, you talk about this quite a bit. Like, if you're good at that, run with it. Mm-hmm. Some people don't think that way. It's not a majority of the population. Some of us look backwards into the past and say, okay, I've failed at this and this and this. How do I improve all of these things to go forward. I know you shake your head that in, in a negative way that that is some of the population think that way, right? So that correlates pretty well with how your sales process goes because if you only dived into the successes, eventually I think those are going to dwindle and run out at some point. Or you're just complacent. Well, yes, which it, is complacent's a great word yourself. for it. Some of those negatives build that successful process. Mhm. Because Al Al is a bit of an outlier as far as the eye goes because he can flip to that D so easily because Agreed. he's been he's been in business for so long. Sure, the the mm-hmm. average eye struggles a lot more with this kind of stuff because they've got such a compulsive need to be liked. Oh, oh I, I can't ask that hard question because so, then you might not like. But me. also self reflection. 
right? What do you mean? So they they have a hard time going back on themselves on oh, to, sure. to dig into the negative side. Well, that's right? the gut driven side of things. I didn't mess up, right? Agreed. If you're in sales and you don't have somebody you can talk to about your sales process, you're missing a lot of things that would be so much easier because oh, we sure. these little squirrels starts they start running in our heads on the positive and the negative, right? I that, think that person is outside your company, by the way. It can't should be probably. Should be. Why should it be? Because I'm most, genuinely curious. Because you're just not going to get real answers. I don't think you unless I, I'm your boss or a different perspective, get, right? I, I think you might not get real answers if you go to your immediate boss or supervisor or whatever That's else what or, or the sales manager, right? Because we talked about the fact that like most companies just promote the highest performing sales rep and that's not great for management. I think it should be, a, I think it, I think it can be a colleague it has to be an equal business stature colleague. I think that's a point. I, I find way more intellectual conversations happen outside of my own workplace. I got something for you. How about your competitor? The guy selling. If mm, I have some great conversations there. Yeah. I I talk to the guys that directly I do sell against me. I do too. Cuz they're they're guys that I would they they're like me. I like them. They're not bad cats. Some of them are dicks, but most of them <laughs> most of them are decent Daddy. people out there hustling like I am. There's a broad enough market. But it, man, what you can learn from them. Oh, and they learn from you. And once you find that right guy or gal, you're going to find somebody that calls you and says, hey, I got this account. Uh, do you know anything about it, first of all? Mm -hmm. Is it yours? Am I competing against you? No, I. but I know a little bit about that account. So I, if it's not on my call list, or even if it is, I'd like to know because he, he's going to try to help me. I'm going to try to help him, right? So in my world, the way that I've always looked at... <laughs> John's like, fuck that. No, no I, I don't disagree w with you, but what if you're not in a flooded industry? Well, what do you mean by flooded industry? Like you're I mean, the lone, so, you're, you're the only guy that sells that. No, no, I'm not saying that. But um, I can remember clear as day. I went into a doctor's office when I when I was working for you. They hadn't even opened yet, and this woman was already furious with this idea that I that I was in there. And I was like, I, I feel like you're you're kind of angry. She's like, you know how many people like you I've talked to, you and we're not even open yet. I said how many? She said thirty six in three days. So. You've got people all over the you place. You kept a log of people that came in. I mean, come I, mean on. I don't know. I mean, it could have been three and she was just a terrible person. But, you know, for me, when I'm looking for an accountability person, it's someone who has got a genuine interest in seeing me succeed. I didn't say the, the gatekeeper. I said people in your industry. No, I know. But what I'm saying is that because medical, Other salesmen. medical device salespeople, people. right, there's tons of them, yeah. right? There, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Right. There, that's what there, everybody hopes a, to grow up and be. There's a ton of consultants, <laughs> right? Which is great. I can go talk to them about different things, but there's not really anyone that I know who's selling it the same way that I sell it, which is might be. They don't have to myself. sell it the way you sell it. They have to be in the same arena to where you can look at them and say, oh, OK, so let's let's. Get back to what a process is. Because <laughs> yeah, we got way off, way off task. Man, Clint is playing my role today. I am. Um, so looking at you, Nanette. Yes, sir. You can actually call me Nan. I don't really care. Nope. It's oh, too no. late. It's just being silly. <laughs> I have calculated and changed. Uh, oh, Lord. I should have known. So, Miss Nanette, uh, your process. What, what is your first step in your process? Action. I just really, I, I plan. Is that I, like a jumping jack or is that a push up? <laughs> so or so or let me, let me back up a little bit. Cause if you plan, 
that's kind of more your first step, right? What are you planning for? Are you planning for getting to know somebody on a personal level, on a professional level, on a technical level? What is your driver? What, what do you do? What is the office? What do they, what I, I want to know what is going to be successful. I don't, I don't want to just haphazardly walk in there. I want to know what are they going to need? And then. So you're doing some research. Research. How do you do that research? Well, um, finding out about if it's a surgeon, what kind of surgeon he is, what kind of products he's using, and then um, I'm going to go in. And the my my biggest thing is I am going to be persistent. I think it's really important to not just go in there haphazardly and thinking I'm going to win this office. Well, you're not always going to win. Okay. So, you, so you've done some upfront research before you walk in the door. Okay. I, I think that's a really, I, I do that as well. I think we would all have done a little Absolutely. bit. Um, Dr. Daniel, do you do that? Sure. Yeah. Even, even if it's a quick, but even if it's a quick, Sorry, hold he, on. Said, he said, sure. So dismissively. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, you have the internet there. There's just yeah. so much information. There's too much information. But I think you can get do- bogged down in getting information. Look, That's why I went. Sure. But right. see, see, Doc is a, a relationship builder. He's a relationship guy. He's going to make some phone calls to ask if somebody else knows about this guy. I don't. Yeah, I don't cold call. I right. warm call or I, I no love, call. Right? I would love to see the split on how much of Al's business is referral versus like sure. he he initiated the conversation sure i i think the the point of it is is that what if you happen? drink enough you're going to run into a lot of people <laughs> them, right hey, okay, but hey it's Clint, not a problem if you're networking no, i agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, Betty Ford, no i don't need her she's not buying anything <laughs> no argument here okay back to you Clint. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> thanks man keep us on task so i so i think that you have some preparation and, and i do that as well well if there's not any opportunity i mean you you need to identify that but not everybody thinks like that right so some people think they can go knock on a door or walk, pitch anybody and pitch anybody walk mm-hmm. in i can sell it doesn't matter i'm a salesperson i sell widgets i can sell these widgets to anybody people believe that that's silly that's the p that that is the sales it's, rep you know that does funny? lunch after lunch after lunch listen, and nobody cares they're out there doing it every single day right so if we if, if for example if we can take that person that does that sells widgets think they can sell it to anybody takes people to lunch waiting for one to hit if if you can take 20 minutes of research on a linkedin account on a f- social media internet search and deduct a lot of things that you don't have to talk about you've just increased your sales goal your process you've made it more efficient al is shaking his head over here i'm, I'm really curious to hear what how how al views this idea I, I think that you romp a room, and I think the people that listen do all that already. I really think they do. Elaborate. No, I didn't. I need you to elaborate you, you, what you're talking about. I didn't. You, you didn't, didn't do what? You didn't. You just described what you do. I'm saying before that I had a process. I thought you just met people and you ran with it. Okay, so tell me about that. Well, for example, if I went to a conference, I thought that. The goal of mine was to walk around, collect business cards, give them a call a week later and say, hey, buddy, remember our conversation? Are you going to do business with me? Okay. That's a pretty standard cycle for most business people, I think, in my industry. Okay. Um, I don't do that anymore. I've already done homework to who's going to be at the conference. I have pinpoints of people that I want to go see and why I want to go see them. And I narrow down 
all the hard work. So that's a process. So then sure. at your conferences, they list everybody that's going to attend. Yeah, I make. Yeah, yeah, and. How do you get that information? Most do. I know some of them do. So when you pay for a conference, they're going to give you a list of vendors and exhibitors. And they're going to give you attendees. I get that too. Not everybody gives attendees, but they're going to give you a list of exhibitors. So if you have a thousand exhibitors at a medical conference. Oh, no, no, no. I'm with you there. So so maybe you want to talk to 25 of them. I kind of know the answers. I'm just asking you the question. So, So maybe you want to talk to 25 of them. Don't go to the conference blind. And walk around the room trying to find 25 that you might want to talk to. Go with the um, intent to talk to 25 people. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens after the 25 people is uh, gravy. Is gravy. It's a, it's a bystander. Because you know, if you're good at what you do, those 25 will say, not me, but go talk to Tom over here. Exactly. They're going to say, yeah, I'm hopefully. not the guy, but somebody else is. But look, I'm talking about the very beginning slice of a process. Mm-hmm. So no, back to what I was saying. I think it's really important to investigate the studying. I don't, you know, there's a million ways to do it. We'll talk about that some future um, podcast, but I think what I'm trying to find is what I'm going to give them what they need, not what I'm going to get from them. Because I think if your intent is you're just going to go in going, Oh gosh, how am I going to make, you need to know what they need. You know, there has to be a need or don't go in wasting your time because Everyone doesn't have a need. Every so, to what Clint was saying, you can't. Oh, everyone doesn't need you. You know that's. I just I, so I, I kind of agree and I kind of disagree. Okay, disagree. Right? Tell um, talk about because that. in my world, I spend a lot of time having a lot of conversations, right, and networking, and just kind of getting the word out and stuff like that. And I have to draw awareness around potential pain points, and if I don't do a good job of that, the conversation never segues. So if I don't do a good job of illuminating potential gaps and things like that, no one wants to follow up. And then they say, okay, awesome. I appreciate the coffee. If I, if, if I think of anybody, I will, I will, I, I will yeah. send them your way. <laughs> so I, I, I'd had enough of those conversations. So then I said, okay, how can I up my game on this thing? And so then I started to do a little bit of research beforehand, right? I will, I will look at a prospect's LinkedIn. And if you're paying for Navigator, you can see all their connections. So we we have our coffee. I, I try to draw some some pain points there. If you don't have anything, okay, awesome. And as opposed to just saying what everybody normally does is, do you know anyone I should be talking to? And they say, I can't think of anybody right now, but I'll call mm-hmm. you if I do. I say, okay, awesome. You know, I try to say, hey, do you know anyone who's struggling with these things? And they say, no. Okay, well, before we met today, I took a look at your LinkedIn. I saw a couple of connections who look like someone that I should be talking to. How well do you know them? Because I'm just trying to increase my percentages. So I don't, I'll take a meeting with pretty much anyone who will sit still long enough to have a conversation with me because my business is new and, you know, I like networking and making introductions. But if I, I have a process to make sure that I, that I've got the highest batting percentage possible. Does that make sense? And I want everybody to hear what just happened, right? You guys went through the conversation of, I disagree this is what people need. This is what sales is lacking. Exactly. You're out on an island. This is the conversation I, exactly that makes you thinking. better because she gleaned something. You explain something. You defend your process. If she can, she should turn around and shoot holes through it. And so, you just said something really important was that once I build that rapport, that may not be my target. So I get past, I, I accept that this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And then I inquire because I've looked and I've done my homework. That seems quite reasonable to me. 
And th- that's what you need to glean. That well, the other thing is that Nan is very different from me. And how, we, and how we approach our conversations and everything else. Because I had spent enough time drinking coffee with people and not getting any, anything out of it, I finally got mad and was like, you know what? Screw this. I've got to figure out if I'm going to spend this time networking and putting out the if word. If I'm spending a dollar fifty, shit, it should mean I something. I don't know where you're drinking coffee, but all my coffees are more expensive than that, right? And and <laughs> oh, believe me, I don't drink coffee, and yes, it is more expensive. When it comes to networking, like that's part of the tax. If I invite someone else out to coffee, I'm buying your coffee, right? So it's always like four or five dollars or six. High rolling. What? Yeah, it's man. not about high rolling. It's, it's about so hey, I invited you. Why would I not pay? Uh, absolutely. I you know me. I, know, I agree. Right. If so, you invite somebody, bitch, pull out the wallet. We're not splitting. You're called yeah. them, so pay for it. There was one week and uh I'm on the board of a local networking group and I had spent uh I think it was ten hours of the week networking. And I followed everything up with the lame version of my initial process. Do you know anyone I should be talking to? And they were like, no. I'm like, okay. And so then at the end of the week, I was like, man, I haven't done shit this week. I I have nothing to show for this time except for making asks and getting no's. How can I look at this thing and improve it? And Mm -hmm. so that's when the LinkedIn thing came in. right? So I do a lot of LinkedIn research, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'd rather do that than cold call. Sure. And that's just how I view things. Nan's different. And that's okay, right? Because my process doesn't have to make sense for Nan, right? Even if we were in the same industry, it doesn't have to be the same process. But you got to be following something to cover for the things that you know that are going to come up so that way you're prepared. But there's a common link here that says that when you reach out to your client, however you get to the sit down, that, you know, there there's a bigger picture here that they know other people and that other salespeople know other people. And so if you're not networking, if you're not expanding the people that you could potentially talk to, and maybe this doesn't make sense to Clint. I mean, you're kind of, okay. Clint does a ton of networking. Oh, I, I thought it did, but he, he was kind of so narrowing his So basically, I think the bottom line is do not, you know, when we were talking about creating habits, role-playing, you have to have another person. Everything we're talking about is we're all different. Y'all are all different. There, There's different processes. You need to look at this, listen to this, figure out where you are in this dynamic. But mm-hmm. don't think you're doing this alone because you can't be successful and do everything alone. You have to reach out, either listen to this, reach out to other people to role play with. I mean, there's so many. But I've, I've got a challenge for the for the average listener out there for the salesperson that's out there in the day-to-day grind you woke up this morning you did something you woke up you got dressed you maybe got coffee we're going maybe maybe you didn't and that's why you're failing right because that happens right got it you're, you're gotta, so you're yeah. so fearful you're, of what yeah, the day yeah. brings it's hard that to get, you out get out of bed yeah so if you got out of bed you put your shoes on put your pants on like every single person out there does right <laughs> i mean seriously that's mm-hmm. a big revelation to some people mm-hmm that guy is sitting at the top of a big Fortune 500 company put his pants on too, just like you did. Mm-hmm. He didn't so, hire that out? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but we're not dealing with that guy. Um, but but you did a process, right? So you woke up, you did something, you went to work, you did something. You had to have done something. Otherwise, you just don't have a job, right? You got through the day you went home. Snapshot your day. Write that down on a piece of paper. That is your process. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So now take that process. What's your weaknesses? What's your strengths? Improve and it. maybe you Ready need help with that. 
That's great. That's what coaches are for. That's what life coaches are for. That's what friends are for. That's what people in this industry to bounce ideas off of. That's what networking does. It gives you outlets to go take your process and say, this is what I do. What do you do different than what I do? And if, how does that work for you? How does it not work? Maybe I can help you versus you help me. So as a D, right? That's not easy. Okay. So speak to that a little bit more because as a D being gut driven and task driven and, you sure. know, I can measure it up with one word. It's called success. If I'm not successful, then I need, I need help. How do you measure that? Is it money in the bank? Is it, is it your hit ratio? Hit ratio equals money. Okay. Right. Agreed. Um, so if my hit ratio is good, cause I, I think I, I spoke to this a little bit in the past. If I'm failing, if my hit ratio is less than 10%, I would call that a ultimate failure. If my hit ratio is less than 10%, I need help. Or I need to get the hell out of this game, right? But your industry is different, right? So We can talk so, about industry all day long, but, but, but no, hold on. This is super important though, right? Because of how you guys work. If you have, if you have 10 really good partners, you're set, right? Until I maximize that potential. I'm so, or until, like, until your quota goes up through the roof, right? Yeah. But my industry is different than that. So I'm going to, I'm going to. But hold on. Your process is adjusted to what your industry is. Well, your expectation is adjusted. Okay. Right. But the point of it is, is that if you're in one industry and I'm in another, your success is measured on different wavelengths. Oh, absolutely. So if you're measuring your success on the wavelength of the industry that you're in and you're failing. You need to relook at your process. And I, you need help. I agree with you, but I, I I'm wait, kind wait of, a second. I cannot pay an electric bill with attaboys. Hold it on, is hold dollars on, hold on. and freaking cents. I'm, I'm backing up a little bit. Oh, okay. I understand this point that we're making, but I'm I'm trying to illuminate it for people that are listening. So if you are in a very high volume transactional sale, you might have lower than a 10% ratio. That that doesn't mean that you're bad. No, right? I agree. I right? said that so early on. If you're listening to this and you and you think like Clint and Clint really just speaks to you. Don't take this idea that if you're closing less than 10% of, of everyone you talk to that you should like quit sales. Well, let me tell you why personally I believe that that's a failure, right? Because 51% to me is a win. It's a win. I and love that, that as that, a gambler. Right. So 51%. <laughs> Bring but, it. But, Vegas, 51%. I own the town. So yeah. the point of it is, is that in my personality spectrum, who I am as a person, 51% to me means I'm winning. Right. I hold, I hold the vote. Uh, I'm there. I've, I've accomplished the majority. Now, even though me personally, I get 51%, I'm still shooting for 100. I'm still going to shoot for 100. By contrast, though, hold on real quick. In Al's industry, you only need real one good doctor, one good surgeon who's who's doing a lot of cases and is using you on a lot of stuff, and you're going to be fine. You're going to be Agreed. successful. You got a good. You got a good. I'm not business. saying that nine percent is a failure for everybody. In my world, nine percent is a failure. Okay. See that 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 kind of so you just thing need to identify your what right? success means. Absolutely right, so, right? and that's part of the algorithm. Look, look, I say this over and over. If you make a million cold calls and you close one person, are you not a success? It's not efficient. It's not it's the not best scalable. way to do it. Yeah, it's not sure. scalable. You can't do all those things, but you're still sold. So you're a successful sales. Okay, person. but if you if you are like I know a guy that was in oil and gas, and if you sell an a Saudi oil contract, guess what? You get to retire. Agree, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? Sure. If Maybe the guy has goal. Sultan behind his name, you're done. 
That's why the process is so Great. important. And one of the things that I love that Al talks about all the time is you work with the end in mind. Yeah. Right, because if you don't have a plan, and you don't have. I, I know you didn't, but you say it all the time. I and think and that's really. I think about it when I when I think about that term. I think about you, and it's so relevant because if you don't do that, you're you're just stuck. And I need more. Well, more, more, okay, more. but in healthcare, here's what happens: greed gets you thrown in jail, right? Because you break the 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 Sorry. bond of trust. Because we have third party payers, mm-hmm. right? This isn't Seven Eleven. It's a dollar ninety eight for the cup of coffee, right? Mm-hmm. It is. One person with a problem and another person who pays, which is your insurance company. Yeah. So there are rules and regs, and there are people who attempt shortcuts all the time, and that works for a little while. Then greed gets in the way, and next thing you know, people are going to jail. And that, that was the thing that eventually ran me out of of that industry. Look, right? that happens. That happens in all industries, right? That There's happen- underhanded deals. There's brown bag money, changing hands to make sure you buy from this guy, you're going to run into those. Absolutely. That's going to happen. What I would suggest... Hold on, hold on. So so I suggest... In every industry, that's such a blanket. 100%. If there's ever sales, there's backdoor people that work around sales. Okay, are you including kind of like like referral agreements and things like that? No, what I'm talking about is that some people buy from some people because they got paid to buy from some people. I think that happens across every industry. Though, but don't get hung up on that because those are don't be butt hurt. That happened. Okay, it's not I'm, about being butt hurt, but I'm saying that those I don't are buy business. So a lot of so in my industry, because you can obviously. But look, guys, if you could, okay. I mean, but if you could, I I'm I'm yeah. I'm racking my brain trying in, to trying, in, trying to think of a time. No, that get I your wallet business. out, man. In my construction industry, of all industries, that's probably where it's known the most that that happens oh i think it happens way more in the medical world than it maybe does maybe Same. <laughs> <laughs> sorry so here's here's what happens with that though a lot of people get tied up on the fact that well i can't win that guy because he gets paid right he gets paid on the table and i can't pay him under the table that's not my process mm-hmm. my point of it is is that's probably a small majority don't get hung up on that Okay. Put that in your process as a a lose-lose. Find people that do business the way that you do. Exactly. The the industry standard, stay Stay in your lane. Paint paint between the lines because, yeah, you're just getting out in the weeds and that'll come back to bite you in the ass. It is way better during arbitration to be the guy on the good side that was honest. Absolutely. And when you're sitting in a court of law, that's why I say, think with the end in mind, where will this ultimately land you? And I always say there's a million. Is it worth it? That $2,000 cash in a brown bag is not worth it. And you can't consistently repeat that. That is not a repeatable process. You want to talk about not scalable. Because (laughs) it isn't. It's $2,000 today. It's $4,000 tomorrow. I mean, it's $20,000 to keep your mouth shut. Sure. It never ends. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, yeah. Don't go there. I, I will I will say, uh, winding this down, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we got to wrap we're up. We're talking about process. Um, I, I challenge you personally, myself, to write down what you do on a day-to-day, improve, see your failures, see your successes, and if you add some improvement every day, just a, just a skosh, just Great. a little bit. Skosh. That's a good word, right? <laughs> I love that word, actually. Just a, just a little bit. To improve from Monday to Tuesday, and Tuesday to Wednesday, and Wednesday to Wednesday, it will pay and then off. and then August to September, that is a process. That is a process that you can improve on and build on. And I go to say, no man is an island, but to thy own self be true. And I say that because 
we we live in we communities. We I love it. We, right. say that. we we live in communities for a reason. We need each other. I don't want to make my electricity. I don't want to pump my own water. I like the fact that I cut the switch on and lights appear. So build a network that helps support that idea that you don't do it alone. Well, it supports your process. Right. And, and, and you support theirs. You get to give yeah. to, to get. You got to yeah. give. I will say this on every podcast until it becomes very apparent that you are needed. If you're selling something, you are needed. It, on both sides of the fence. That's what I'm saying. Right. right. Your company needs you and your prospects need you. Yeah. Right. you. And we talk about the mindset. Right. And it's so important. If you don't feel like you deserve to talk to the president of a company or the owner or the so founder, true. you've already so lost. True. You've already lost. Absolutely. Right. And, and that's so important. And that was one of the hardest things for me to wrap my head sure around. Is. That's I, the hardest part for most of us up here. Even as a D, it's hard for me. That's interesting to me because I because, would not. Well, that. I can tell you why, because I don't want to be embarrassed. You um, know, when I, I've said this before, but it's so true. I remember whenever I first started calling on surgeons, I think I said it last podcast. You, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, he's a surgeon. Well, this guy knows everything. And, you know, you just think they're just so amazing. They are amazing. But that's their gift that they get to, they learned how to do that. You learn, you have gifts too. Like, can, don't... can I put that in perspective just a little bit? Absolutely. If yeah. a guy can tear apart a Harley all the way down to the jets of a carburetor and put it back and there rebuild it, is that not the same as somebody repairing a hip inside of a body? Well, it's not the same, but the thing is, is but what that I'm saying is that certain people skill. have skills to do certain there we things. Go. We both said it. So you're a hero in your own industry. Everyone has skills. Don't discount who you are. You know, just they've they've learned a different skill. Your skill is identify it. Here's what yeah. here's what I do know about process. If you don't have one, you can't track what you're doing. For sure. I do know that. Let me add to this. You also need to be a superhero you do need to be bulletproof you do need to be able to leap over that's know, pretty easy for me <laughs> <laughs> okay but it's actually nan easy for is, me I've, I've seen mm-hmm. nan be a superhero in, in the in the healthcare side of things where people come to her they they gravitate towards her if you're not building a dynamic along with that process mm-hmm. because if you're vanilla ice cream guess what Somebody's pouring hot chocolate over you and putting bananas yes. next to you. That's and, a really you know, good analogy. You know, like and, and like so at a, at a certain point, you need to be a little more. You, you got to figure out how to stretch yourself and get out there. Right? And again, you have to be uncomfortable to succeed. Eventually, you won't be uncomfortable, but you need to not be afraid of that. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else, guys, before we wrap no. up? I mean... This was an so, awesome episode. I'm pretty excited about this. I know. We got a little heated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, all right. Well, let's listen back and see. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Before you throw out how awesome it was, right. let's see what the response is, a, right? Absolutely. So yeah. with that being said, right, if you're listening to this, um, if you got anything out of it, or if you know anyone in sales, if you know that they're struggling, um, send this to them. If you got anything out of it, imagine how much someone else who's not as far as you on the path could get from this. Um inspect what you expect, right? That's not my line. I learned it from someone else, but I love it. If you're not thinking about what you should be expecting from a sales call, you're, you're winging it. Don't do that. Hope is not a sales strategy. So uh, follow us on social media at sales throwdown is everything. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Go subscribe. Um, get on the email list. We're doing some crazy stuff on there and, and comment. 
Comment. Let's hear yeah. that stuff. Man. Give us an honest review. If you think this sucks, tell us. Yeah. Ask questions. We yeah. want to. Absolutely. Right? Totally be there. We want to do Q and A's. Like we want to help you. Right. Um, yeah. If you see value, and we want you to help us. Doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've learned a lot from the other people at this table, and honestly, yeah. you know, I kind of felt like I had it all figured out for a while. Yeah. I don't, but it's all good. You're so far from that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we go off on a tangent, thanks everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Somebody pass gas. <laughs> <laughs> Always it's you. you. Always you.